Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome back. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. This is another episode of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. And today we are talking about eight figure secrets to leading in hyper growth. And my hope and my goal today is to give you all some great insight and strategy that you can use as you chart your course and pioneer that next level of success in your business. I also am hoping to answer lots of questions today. So I would love to treat today's episode like an Ask Kelly episode. I wanna invite each and every one of you that are with me here today live to pop those questions in the chat. Let's make it a dynamic conversation. I'm looking forward to really helping you to strategize that next step for next level growth in your own business. And I'm excited to share some of the things that we did to get to where we are and that we're doing to get to where we are going. As I share, and as I've always shared so many times, each level of growth absolutely requires you to essentially shed the skin of who you were and take on the new persona of next level leadership that is required to elevate your brand, your company, and your team to that next level. And when I was coming up through building my business, I often heard from many of my mentors that growing your own business is the greatest personal development exercise of all times. And I thought that was true in the beginning, but I certainly now understand that on a whole new level as we have continued to chart our course and, you know, progress through these layers of success. So I think the first and most important thing that you can do, no matter what level your business is at, if you wanted to keep growing, is to really think about how you can get more uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and, you know, really pushing the limits and, and pushing the envelope and kind of thinking outside the box. I think one of the most fun things about being a seven or eight figure entrepreneur is that you don't have to join the conversation that's already happening in the market, you get to create your own conversation. And no matter what level any of you that are listening to the show are at in your business right now, I want to encourage you to take on that mindset today because I genuinely believe that one of the reasons we've been able to achieve the level of success that we have was that we really decided that instead of joining the conversation in the market that was already happening, that we were going to create our own conversation, that we were going to start a new dialogue with the market around what we believe to be true about what we believe is possible. And it's why you've heard me for the last year, year and a half discussing on an ongoing basis, this idea of conviction marketing, because I believe that in a zero barrier to entry market where anyone can hop online and say that they're in business in any moment, in any instant today, I believe that you have to be able to stand out 
not by doing silly, crazy, you know, things on, you know, reels that are shock and awe, but instead by pioneering a new thought process, a new way of thinking, a new set of ideas, uh, something different that is a pattern interrupt in the market. And I think that's been a huge piece of our success in the last two years. And I want to encourage each of you to go deep with those convictions and to really feel a sense of certainty and confidence with leading with that because it will differentiate you. It will elevate you. It will allow you to feel more in alignment with the business that you're striving to build and with your true values, which will shine through in everything that you do. A question that just came in says, I need four interns. Do I bring on one at a time or whole team at once? I need admin, PC, tech, community support, sales. Should I put in admin and tech first or one and two? No, I would absolutely bring them all in at once. I think that, you know, what actually this is great advice that I got from my mentor, Ali Brown, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago when I was, you know, really charting a big leap in the company. And I was saying, I feel like I need this and I feel like I need this and I feel like I need that. And I was kind of explaining what my vision was. And I was like, but I don't know if I'm ready for this. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. And she said, no, she said, you need to write the job descriptions right now. She said, you need to start looking for everything all at once. And she said, things will you know, filter in the way that they're supposed to. And that was really, really great advice that I've actually passed on to other people. Uh, so shout out to Allie, if you're listening, I took that advice. I still use that advice and I pass it on to other people. But to answer your question, Dawn, I would say, absolutely. I would go for it. I would bring them all on and you're, you need all the things. And each of those things that you mentioned are, are kind of pillars that you're looking for support on. So I I'd say go for it. Absolutely. And that's actually what we do as well. We bring in classes. So we'll bring in classes of interns. We'll bring in classes of sales reps. We'll bring in classes of accountability advisors. So we actually do hire in groups and, you know, it does seem, save you time and energy, but also it prevents people from ending up doing something different from what they're supposed to be doing, which is what happens a lot of times. Yes. Laura said, great question. Hi, Laura. She said, whoop. Let me go back here. I see some great questions coming in. I'm going to try and get to all of them. Laura said, can you talk about your breakthroughs from six, seven and eight figures, breakthroughs in mindset, breakthroughs in infrastructure that allowed the growth? So definitely, you know, when you look at that six figure mark, a lot of times you are playing many roles in the business. You are the marketer. You are the salesperson. You are the coach or the advisor. You are doing the, the consultations. And, you know, that will get you to a certain level, right? But to break through to the next level, you have to begin really identifying your zone of genius and focusing on narrowing in on the things that are your true zone of genius. Many times what happens is we end up spending so much of our time on things that we're not very good at, Laura. And because we're spending our time on so many things that we're not good at, it really drains our energy. It drains our energy and it's very frustrating and it's very overwhelming because we're doing things that we're really not skilled or qualified to do. And this is why I always say that even if you need to start with a team of interns, really starting to break out your business. So like when you start at six figures, you typically are, it's you, 
Then you hire a VA or an admin person to help get like tactical, technical stuff off your plate. And then as soon as possible, you want to then break it out into a front of the house and a back of the house position. And that is really going to make a huge difference when you step away from you know, you, you have someone who does sales and you have someone who does marketing that runs the front of the house. And then you have someone that does operations and billing and infrastructure and systems on the back of the house. And those breakthroughs, Laura, at every level come down to you continuing to narrow your role in the business. And it's really, Laura, about you looking at how quickly can you narrow into your absolute zone of genius so that all of your time and all of your energy is really being dialed into the things that you and only you can do. And a lot of times we do a lot of things in the business that they, we think that we're the only ones that can do, but really that's not the case. And that's just the mindset shift. So you asked about the mindset shift and, um, you know, what I would say is that, you know, a big mindset shift is release. A big mindset shift is trusting that you can find people that are better, faster, smarter, you know, than you are and releasing and releasing doesn't mean that you just dump the work over here and you don't pay attention to it. And you just, you know, totally delegate and then abdicate your power, because in that instance, you then will have a a boomerang effect of all that work coming back onto you again because it wasn't done in a strategic way. But you need to develop standard operating procedures, develop step-by-step breadcrumbs, document how each area and each function of the business is going to be executed on, and then allow and release and, you know, trust but verify, right? So take it off your plate, empower someone else with it, audit it, but allow them to take over doing it, right? The, the biggest thing I would say as you all are thinking about this, and I see some great questions coming in, so I'm going to try and scroll through the feed and, and get back to you know each of you guys that posted. Keep posting your questions, by the way. Keep posting your questions. Um, yeah, you can absolutely ask me anything. Ask me anything. Post it in the chat, and I'm happy to answer. Um, the biggest thing in elevating from six to seven to eight is going to be narrowing your zone of genius into really what your true role and what your true calling in the business is, releasing everything else, aligning infrastructure, standard operating procedures, and team to be able to implement selling and serving and marketing for you and really zoning into that you know, zone of genius and really assessing what is draining your energy and what is taking you away from operating in your zone of genius and stopping that as soon as possible and surrounding yourself with the right people. A lot of times, Laura, what I see people do is when something drains them or exhausts them or they don't like to do it in the business, they just don't do it, but then no one's doing it. And so the business stagnates and it doesn't grow because the business owner's like, I don't like, you know, doing outbound messaging or I don't like doing this or I don't like doing that. But you can't just not do it. You have to not do it and, you know, help someone else to do it. Um, so that that would be a big, big thing. And then the mindset is really just the trust, the release, um, the, the, you know, finding of people that can do it better and faster than you can, um, you know, really, really reinvesting in yourself and reinvesting in team and seeing the value that way. That was a great question, Laura. I could probably do a, a, a week of content just on that, but I hope that gave you some tips to start with. Okay. 
Shelly said, uh, how did you start and what was your first offer? So I started my business uh, while I was still in Fortune 500 and I would do content in the morning before work. I would do consultations on my lunch break and I would do one-to-one coaching in the evenings after work at 7 and 8 p.m. So I started off doing one-to-one business coaching and I did that in the evenings at 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. at night. So I would do content in the morning. I would do consultations at lunch and selling, uh, you know, on my lunch break. And then I would do the actual coaching in the evenings. That's how I got started. Great question. Thank you, Shelly. All right. Um, perfect. Yes, that's great, Laura. So Laura said selling, serving and marketing, great way to compartmentalize and plan for the infrastructure. Exactly. All right. Yolandi said, when you were still working for your corporate company and building your business, how did you merge the two? Did you merge it? What was your strategy? What do I need to focus on if I'm in that stage? So for me, I did not merge them. I kept them completely and totally separate. I did let my employer know I didn't hide anything. I was very upfront and honest. And I let them know that I would be doing this on my, you know, evenings and and weekends. Um, I kept them very separate because I did not want to, my promise that I had made to my employer was that I would still exceed my budget and over deliver on all of my accountabilities, which I did. And so that was the integrity piece for me was I committed to them that my performance would not drop and that I would still exceed my budget and and meet all of the uh, commitments that I had made in in my role, which I did. And I did that for the duration of, of that time. And that was really, really important to me from an integrity standpoint, number one. Number two, I did keep them completely separate. Um, they never merged. That's why I never even used the name of my employer ever in any of my content when I was, you know, in that space because I wanted to be very respectful of that. And, you know, I just set it up that, you know, I, when I was in this role, I was focused on this role and I was executing at the highest level of my capability. And when I was in this role, I was in this role. And I just kind of talked to you about the way that I set up my hours on that. The big thing, Yolandi, for that is I hired help right away. So I got a VA immediately. I brought on interns almost immediately. I started running Facebook ads. So if you're working full time, you want to pay to get that visibility because you want to make sure that even while you're at work, that there is someone that is able to create visibility and do marketing for you and Facebook ads or some type of advertising is a great way to do that. Okay, I see some other questions here. I'm just going to scroll up. Keep the questions coming, guys. If you guys have other questions, go ahead and put them in the chat. Um, I'm going to see what I can do to kind of scroll up here and see some of the other ones that came in. Okay, great. So beam me up said, I'll do it Kelly and Allie's way. Thank you so much. Great. All right. Someone asked, what method did you use to capture and codify the processes in your sales and marketing process? So for me, a couple of things. I was teaching, coaching, and managing sales teams for over a decade before I started my own business. So I had a really, really good understanding of the offline funnel that's required to consistently close sales. 
So when I started my business, I really took that knowledge and expertise that I already had in managing sales in the offline world, and I simply applied it to the online world, right? So you have a top of funnel, which is qualifying new leads and putting new leads in your funnel each week. Then you need to move them through the know, like, trust, and buy process, which is the weekly consistency and frequency of adding value, staying in touch, being top of mind, scheduling connect calls, right? Doing the outreach on a weekly basis, and then ultimately moving people into a sales meeting, which in the offline world would be a physical meeting and the online world would be a consultation. And what's so, so interesting is that these things are really one and the same. And just to pause for a quick second, I do have time to take two to three more questions today. So if you want to put two to three more questions uh, down in the chat, you can ask me absolutely anything about building, growing your business. We're talking about eight figure secrets of leading a hyper growth team. Totally happy to dig into whatever questions you guys have. So go ahead and post them. Okay, we're talking about capturing and codifying the processes for sales and marketing. So sales is is going to be that same offline funnel, really, no matter whether you're on Facebook or you're on Instagram or you're on TikTok or you're on you know LinkedIn or whatever the case. You you get a lead, you qualify the lead, you move the lead through the no like and trust you know process, you move them into a consultation, and you invite them to buy. So that is going to be very similar. And then you can add your own nuance or your own kind of spin, your own assets, resources, and and value add materials, you know, kind of in that process. Okay. From a marketing standpoint, that's where it gets really, really fun. And that's something that we're really, really enjoying now at the level that we're at is really thinking more so about brand versus just sales. And this is definitely a mindset shift, you know, from seven to eight figures is you get to a point where it becomes more important to really focus on building the brand, you know, and expanding the audience and expanding the top of funnel than it does just focusing on sales. When you're at six and seven figures, you're really still refining that sales process and figuring out how to get enough volume of sales to be able to drive growth. Whereas when you get to a point where you have your sales process dialed in, that's when you can get really creative and get really out of the box and intuitive, you know, about the way that, you know, you implement your marketing and and design the brand and the go-to-market strategy with all of that. And with marketing, you know, for us, we are evolving constantly. So I can't even say that we have this set defined marketing process that is the absolute because Yes, we have pillars of what we always do, no matter what. Our our goal is to be able to put out 100 pieces of content a day. Uh, we've been studying with Gary Vaynerchuk's team since June of last year and really, um, you know, working under their tutelage to understand the, the brand building process of developing a world-class brand. And we went from putting out probably, you know, 10 pieces of content a day to 100 in these efforts. And again, that's not to drive sales, that's to drive brand building because our aspiration is to be the number one business education and leadership development company in the world. And so we're really focusing more so on building the brand than even just driving sales. And that is really the distinction and the difference in thinking at six and low seven figures versus eight figures and beyond. So I hope that answered your question. Great, great question. Um, Let me just scroll here and see if we had any other ones. 
what is your weakness and how do you fight through them? Oh, goodness. I don't know if we have enough time. (laughs) I don't know if we have enough time to talk about my weaknesses. Um, You know, I don't like being in the minutia of detail. Um, I'm very engineer like in terms of I, I like to set a vision I like to orchestrate the vision direct the vision uh, but I don't like to get involved in like the very finite details of driving the minute to minute you know execution of that vision so you know for me it's important to surround myself with people that have that balance of the other side of things um, you know I think probably one of my greatest strengths is is focus and the opposite side of that is that you can have tunnel vision and you can get so focused on the goal that you don't see this and you don't see that and so again you need to have people that are on kind of both both sides of you um, that can help you to see the things that you don't see and that definitely becomes more important as you grow as well so I super value the people that uh, are on my team that identify inefficiencies or identify weak spots or blind spots and can help us to close those things. Really good question. And I'm going to take two more. Great. Thank you guys so much for the questions coming in. These are fantastic. Sarah asked, what does your current day look like and how do you structure it? So I run my week on a recurring time block schedule. And so there are certain things that happen at certain times every single day, every single week. And that is a mix of probably 10 core activities. So, you know, there's the the coaching of my own internal team. There are the, the role that I play in our external programs. So the coaching in the external programs, the time for strategy. Uh, to really drive the growth of the company. I'm always interviewing internal candidates, right? Uh, you know, the, I do a lot of PR, right? Because you can't build the brand if the brand isn't visible. So my podcast, going other people's podcasts, doing TV appearances, doing radio appearances, all of those things, right? A lot of my time at this point is dedicated to coaching and developing the internal staff. So probably 50% or more, maybe 60% of my working hours now are dedicated to elevating our leadership team and our internal staff to have them be ready to go out and execute in the market at the level that we want to perform at. Really, really good question. And I'll do one more here before we wrap up today. Can you share the questions asked when interviewing interns and how to position the fact that we all do sales and participate in documenting the systems alone? them? So the question was about interns. So the big thing with interns, I, I have always built my businesses on interns and we have a great intern to hire strategy in both of my companies where, you know, if an intern is a top performer, we will invite them to join our team full time. So that is, a a really great strategy to find awesome people, but also it will help you narrow in who you're even bringing on as interns. So you're really looking for people that are looking for real world experience. You're looking for people that want to learn business. It doesn't matter what type of business you have. You are looking for an intern that wants to learn online marketing, sales, business and communications. And if, if you focus in on an intern that's specifically looking for that experience, then you will get interns that are coming in expecting to contribute, expecting to learn real world skills, expecting to take on real responsibilities. 
How do you vet that? You can ask questions about what they've done, how they've taken on leadership roles, what jobs they've done in school. You know, you can be really specific about asking them how they've demonstrated their level of responsibility and capability in other settings and then how they're going to apply that to this role with you. Okay. For each of you guys that is looking to get to the eight figure mark in your business, I want to make sure you guys know that our next live launch workshop is kicking off on Monday. It's happening in the tribe of unstoppables, 12 PM Eastern each and every day. We're teaching you the core methodology to scale online with simplicity and ease. So if you are looking for that dialed in sales and marketing system, that is going to allow you to create that scalable growth. Make sure you get registered pop a message in the chat to your concierge comment down below if you are interested in an invite and we will see you there uh thank you all so much for tuning into the show we'll see you back here next thursday and i hope to see you all in the live launch workshop kicking off on monday thanks everybody if you're loving the unstoppable entrepreneur show and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life would you mind doing two things for me Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their business online. And I would so appreciate and have so much gratitude to you if you could take that action for me. And subscribing is what gets you notified each time a new show gets released so you never miss a thing. Our listener reviews have helped us to climb into the top 15 of all marketing podcasts and we'd love your help to keep on climbing. Here's our next 600 episodes together. We so appreciate you and look forward to thousands more.